0: Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. Welcome to Kind
1: World. I'm Yasmeen Ammer.
0: And I'm Andrea Aswahi. So, Yasmeen, you know having a hobby can really turn your mood around. It's something to look forward to when you're having a bad day, and it's a break from work and the everyday grind. But for some people, a hobby is much more than just a fun activity. It can serve a much bigger purpose.
1: And that's what it was to Bob Charland, or as he's known in his community, Bob the Bike Man. What started out as one of Bob's many commitments turned into his purpose in life. And he told producer Erica Lance all about it.
0: Here's our story from 2017. Stay tuned afterward for an update.
2: 44-year-old Bob Charland of Springfield, Massachusetts, never had much free time. Auto mechanic by day, bouncer by night, single dad all the time. He was still the kind of guy who became a leader for his daughter's Girl Scout troop, who learned sign language so he could teach an automotive class to deaf students. He was always going. Then, about eight months ago, he noticed something was off.
3: My right hand was shaking all the time. Uh, My speech was going off. I was forgetting more and more.
2: He thought it might have something to do with the concussions he'd gotten as a bouncer. Like the time a guy he kicked out of the bar hit him in the head with a baseball bat.
3: There was another time I left the bar where I I got jumped by a couple of guys outside and they left a pair of pliers in my head.
2: Doctors had been keeping an eye on his brain for a while and could see excessive brain atrophy. But now, Bob says, they told him he probably had a degenerative brain disease, possibly chronic traumatic encephalopathy, or CTE.
3: My brain looks like it's somebody in his 80s, almost 90 years old. And the reality is, once the brain dies, the body dies.
2: Doctors didn't know how long he had to live, but the diagnosis set him in motion.
3: I don't even think I was fully out the door of a doctor's office, and I called my lawyer. I said, look, here's the deal.
2: He got all of his affairs in order but something else was in the back of his mind.
3: I don't want my daughter to see me not being able to take care of myself.
2: So he went to Vermont to apply for a program called Death with Dignity. It lets people take prescribed medication to end their lives after a doctor okays it and confirms they have less than six months to live. Bob was just starting the application process when he got a call from a school counselor back home in Western Massachusetts She'd heard that Bob sometimes fixed old bicycles to give to kids who couldn't afford them, and she wondered if he had any to donate to her students. After that call, something changed for Bob.
3: You know what? I gotta go home. There was no more thought of, I gotta get my death ready. It was, I gotta live.
2: The next day, he refurbished some tricycles and brought them to the preschool. A local news station put the story on TV, and suddenly requests started coming in. Before long, Bob found himself at another school, giving bikes to kids who were homeless.
3: They were riding and smiling at each other. Look how fast I can go. These kids are innocent and they don't they don't deserve this. They deserve something more in life. So if we can take our time and do something as simple as bicycles to change their life, I wasn't going to stop.
2: Bob decided he would devote the time he had left to helping kids like them. Every day after work, he starts fixing up bikes and keeps going late into the night. His obsession has grown into a community phenomenon. People call him the bike man, and volunteers come to donate bikes or help build them. 29-year-old Jeremiah Ocasio recruited his whole family to volunteer.
4: Any free time I get, you know, it's, it's here with Bob.
2: How long are you going to do this?
4: Um, till the end. I mean, I already... I already told Bob, he made me promise him that when he's, you know, gone that we'll keep it going. And I looked him dead in his eyes and told him that I would. And we'll be giving bikes out till the day I'm gone.
2: And there's plenty of need. Bob and his crew had already given away hundreds of bikes when they heard about a teenager named Zach Thiru.
4: My bike's my
1: best friend, in a weird way. One of the only things that really makes me happy is just going out and riding my bike.
2: Zach is 17. When he was 12, his mother died of a brain aneurysm. Then, not long after that, his dad had to have both of his legs amputated. They lost the house. And now he and his dad live in a cramped hotel room in Chicopee. Every day after school, Zach comes here to a nearby skate park and practices tricks until dark.
1: It helps me clear my mind. My bike is everything to me. You can be sad with it. It doesn't judge me when I'm riding, singing, being a goof.
2: A few weeks ago, Zach's bike was stolen. So Bob the Bike Man called up his guys, and they showed up at Zach's door with 30 bikes for him to choose from.
1: After my bike got stolen, I didn't think there was a lot of good, good people out there and stuff. There's a meaning behind that bike. It's
3: just godly, almost.
2: Moments like that motivate Bob. He barely sleeps, but he's full of energy.
3: Everything is unknown. So maybe I have five, ten years. Maybe I don't. I've made a difference while I was here.
2: In the meantime, Bob says he doesn't want a day to go by without helping someone. Stop by the shop after five, and chances are you'll find him. Garage open, leaning over a bike, working into the night, and dreaming of the kid who will ride it.
1: That story was produced by Erica Lance. We speak with Bob Charland after the break.
0: Welcome back to Kind World. I'm Andrea Aswahi. And I'm Yasmin Ammer. So I actually caught up with Bob
1: Sharland to see how he and Pedal Through Youth have been doing since they were featured on Kind World. And Andrea, this is what he told me.
4: We never expected it to turn into much. I thought it would be just a couple of schools. But then more and more schools started reaching out to us. Yeah, it just took off. And um, we have our own factory now. It's a donated factory. We don't own it. But there's a factory that we have over 2,000 bikes in. And then we have two other storage facilities besides that.
0: 2,000 bikes? Yes, I mean, that's huge. I mean, it can't just be all Bob then. Does he have like a group of volunteers who help him out? Yeah, Bob has about 20 volunteers
1: now. They spend every Tuesday night together building bikes. And when I spoke to him, he was actually really excited to tell me that he just finished 25 bikes. And that includes some accessible bikes. You know, he builds ones that don't tip over for children with autism or children with cerebral palsy. And he also does custom-made ones for people with physical disabilities. And Bob also went a little bit beyond bikes. He volunteers with a local sheriff's department and he asked some of the officers to help him hand out backpacks.
4: When I saw a lot of the kids that we were donating to, these homeless kids that we were donating to, them and their families didn't have anything, so we started making backpacks and putting the backpacks on all the cruisers throughout Massachusetts Connecticut um, for the officers to hand out to the homeless individuals that had hats, gloves, scarves, blankets. That turned into just as big a project as our bike project did.
0: It's so impressive to think of Bob just working with the bike program and then doing this program. I mean, the man is just not stopping. <laughs> he is nonstop, absolutely. But Yasmeen, I, I have to ask, you know, how how is Bob's health?
1: How is he doing? So when I asked him that very question, he told me he's really taking it day by day and says sometimes he does feel like his body is slowing down.
4: I used to be a ball of energy, and at 46 I still should be, but... Um, I'm still deteriorating, and uh, I just, I get up every day with the same drive and ambition that I can keep making difference in people's lives, whether it's uh, a difference in law enforcement or a difference in the child's lives that, that we affect with our bike program.
1: And he told me one of the hardest things right now for him is saying no. He gets a lot of bike requests. He gets a lot of opportunities to talk to or help out kids, and that takes time and it takes energy But he says it's more important than ever.
4: I don't want to say no. I want to keep helping people. I want to affect as many people as I possibly can in my lifetime. I want to know that my time here um, meant something. And that I was able to make a difference in this world. So that's what I focus on. Every day, even if I have a really bad day, um, I still focus on knowing that I can change somebody's life.
1: Our thanks to Bob Charland of Springfield, Massachusetts for sharing his story with us.
0: Next week on Kind World, a tough breakup left Laura DiGeronimo in pieces. Then, someone who she didn't expect stepped in to help. Laura tells us how that moment shaped the rest of her life. I do feel like I've been super duper blessed since then with the way my life has turned out. And to go from being so bleak to being so blessed, like, I can't help but want to pass that on. <laughs> That's next week on Kind World. Kind World is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station. Paul Vikis, Matt Reed, and Max Liebman do our sound design. And Iris Adler is our executive producer. I'm reporter and producer Andrea Aswahi.
1: And I'm reporter and producer Yasmin Amr. Think about that one person who's changed your life for the better. I'll give you a second. Okay, now write that down and send it to us. Maybe we can feature your story on the next season of Kind World. Email us at kindworld at
0: And if you've already subscribed to Kind World, thanks. Please leave us a review. That helps other people find our show. We'll see you again next week.